Uh, but how do you do that? Right. You know, how do you put how do you put those differences aside? How do you how do you take the things that um, could separate us and cause that wedge and say, look, it's okay to have differing opinions on things like this. How do we find the common parts, right? Your life, your journey starts now. Hello and welcome to this Journey Coaching Podcast. My name is John Y. Today I'm here with Jeff Carlson as one of the founders of Journey Coaching to talk about something most certainly needed, it seems, in these days, and that's finding common ground. And uh, whether the topic is COVID-19, wearing masks, as we've discussed in future podcasts or or previous podcasts, uh, returning to school, which is a hot topic today in the state of Iowa, uh, election outcomes, politics in general. Uh, it seems we're split down the middle anymore, and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room, and it's tough to find common ground. And uh, after all, Jeff, uh, we're on this big rock together anyhow. Uh, you sensing the same thing, or am I way off base? Are we having a hard time finding common ground? Oh, my. It is just uh, outlandish, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's you, crazy. Have you sensed that as well, uh, you know, maybe even in your uh, your own family? Uh, have you sensed that uh, maybe in your business dealings? Have you sensed that uh, in your life in general? What kinds of things uh, do you see kind of coming up as far as that common ground topic today? Well, you know, I see it a lot in just the uh, just the buzz that goes on and just the conversations in uh, social media. Uh, It's just it's crazy. And I think what happens and, and, and John, you tell me what if 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 this makes sense, but like we can really knock people on social media. I mean, we can really get people. Uh, a piece of our mind but when it comes to actually then connecting with them sometimes it's easier just to ignore them uh, to not even have conversations and so you know you get this negative kind of this negative sort of buzz that that really is ineffective because all it does is is hurt uh, through social media but then where it could be good it's like ah that might be tough to sit down with somebody mm-hmm. that might really really get my angst level up to actually sit down with somebody and have coffee and actually, you know, listen to where they're coming from. And so a lot of times we just don't return that phone call or don't reach out. I mean, your sense on that at all? Anyways? Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, I haven't been on social media a lot in the last couple of months. I kind of walked away from it for a while. Right. And, I, and the reason I did uh, was basically because of what you're talking about, you know, I would post something that I thought was, and I don't, I didn't post very much. I'd put something on there that I thought, you know, this is an important topic and we need to, to really have some information out about this. And the negative that came back was almost overwhelming. I mean, mm. people saying things that I thought were friends <laughs> um, that uh, totally disagreed with the way I thought on it. And mm. the topic was COVID. Mm. Uh, and, and it's like, you know, I don't, I don't need that kind of negative in my life. And so I, I, I kind of stopped listening to it and I stopped looking at it and I stopped commenting on it yeah. because I didn't want to feel the way I felt about it. But I think, you know, if, if I was to look through some of those uh, negative comments and say it was my buddy Steve down the street 
And, you know, I'd, I'd walk down to Steve and say, hey, Steve, you know, I, I saw your comment uh, that wasn't very favorable to what I posted on, uh, on Facebook. Hey, can we sit down and talk about that? Can we have a cup of coffee? Um, now, unfortunately, most of the people who made the negative comments don't live very close, and we haven't really communicated other than social media in many years. And so hmm. I, I didn't really seek to find any common ground. You know, I kind of, my, my approach was uh, the ostrich uh, in the sand, you know, I just stuck my head in it. And said, but it's the really easiest way to do because, right, we feel pushed back or we feel hurt. And then we've got two or three other things on our to-do list and we just sort of move on a lot of times, right? Yeah, I certainly did at that point and I moved on. And, but I think about that from time to time, you know, I think about, okay, is it worth it to have difficult conversations? Yeah. Um, I had a, a, a gentleman who I, I consider a friend of mine who I worked with for years and we, uh, we were different politically, uh, and yet we worked in the same, uh, we didn't work in the same office, but we're in the same building. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we spent a significant amount of time um, having those conversations. He's an elected official. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we could sit down civilly and talk about where we, we differed and why, right. why we thought that way and what it was that led us to that. And so there are ways to do that, right? right. There are there are ways that we can have these conversations and we can have the difficult conversations and find common ground. And I think the most important part is how do we, how do we do that and, and yet love each other and care about each other and, and not have our differences tear us apart. And I think that's the important thing that I, I I hope you and I can kind of figure out (laughs) uh, in some way, shape or form to, to help out our listeners tonight, because I think uh, there's, there's a way to do that. Yeah. There is, and it's it's uh, being intentional, and it's not always the easiest. Um, I, uh, I I was reading something today on Facebook. I don't read a lot of Facebook, but uh, something that my daughter actually posted, and uh, I thought it was right on target with what we're talking about. So if I can read this here, uh, kind of maybe to get us jump started. Yeah, a little go ahead. Bit and, So she says, I'm pretty confident that after this past year, every single person I know has at least one strained relationship. Many are on the brink of uh, collapse. Your friend, your husband, your wife, no one is perfect. Anyone can find the faults in people, right? Guilty speaking uh, to myself here too, (laughs) she, Mm -hmm. she writes. If at all possible, can we agree to fight for each other this year? to focus on the positives rather than dwelling on the negatives. There is no such thing as a perfect friend, employee, or spouse, which we all know in our head, but we don't always accept it with our heart. Lord, help us to love those around us the way you love them. Help us to see with your eyes and feel with your heart and truly forgive the way you've forgiven us. Please mend our broken relationships. We need you desperately. Um, And I read that uh, from Amy, and I think about uh, my son, Sean, and my other uh, daughter, Sarah, and I think about them and uh, how challenging it is sometimes when you've got three kids that are all so different, Mm -hmm. and the amount of energy that I've put into building these relationships, it's it's just not easy. It's just no, not, not even with your own kids. Oh my gosh! I mean, sometimes with family it can be harder, right? Mm-hmm. But just to go back again and again and say, okay, 
Yeah, I know we've talked about this two or three or four times. So let's go back again, sit around the table, and just see what we can do to come together and, uh, you know, see where we agree and respect each other's positions also. Uh, my son, politically, is very different than I am politically. And so one of the lines I've just drawn in the sand is uh, a political view will never, ever separate him and I. I mean, it's just, it's a line in the sand. It's just not going to happen. And uh, a lot of times that's been a, a, a lot of deep breath kind of moments <laughs> for me. Yeah. But it's like, whew, you know, it's okay. We'll let, we'll let that one go. We'll just move through, you know, what, what is that common ground. So anyway, just a little something to get us going. Well, and I think, uh, I think about, you know, you and I both have kids. And so, uh, my, uh, I have four daughters and, uh, most of them are, are growing and out of the house now. And so, and some of them have the same political leanings that I do and some of them don't. And then, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, they'll all come over and eat my food on Sundays. Yeah. Funny how that uh, works. Yeah. Right? On, after church. And, <laughs> and I love that. I love that they, uh, they live close enough that we can do that. Yeah. But there are often times where there's a loaded question at the dinner table. And I usually start something like, hey, Dad, what's your opinion on this? <laughs> and it's like, I have to stop, drop, and roll for just a little right. bit, just like we did if you were on fire, right? <laughs> um, because the way I answer that question could lead to um, discourse, mm-hmm. uh, or it could lead to a broader conversation. Uh, but my hope is I would handle that differently um, so as not to cause hardship in the family, right? I'm just like mm-hmm. you. It's like I don't want anything to come over us, uh, especially with politics and those kinds of things. We love each other. We are family. We're tight. Right. And, I, and I think I'd like to expand that a little bit to the broader family, right? The, our, our friends, our neighbors, mm-hmm. um, even the people listening to us tonight, um, it, you know, we don't all have to agree on many things to, uh, to, still, to still love and care about each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you do that? Right. You know, how do you put how do you put those differences aside? How do you how do you take the things that um, could separate us and cause that wedge and say, look, it's okay to have differing opinions on things like this. How do we find the common parts? Right. Yeah. How do we agree on the things that we like in life? As, you, as you're saying that, John, I think about the old song. There's uh, there ain't no good guys. There ain't no bad guys. There's just you, you and me, and we just disagree. I love that song. <laughs> That's an oldie but a goodie, isn't it? It is a good. But doesn't that sort of capture that feeling? You know, because we want to we want to say you're a good guy. You're a bad guy. Your position's good. Your position's bad, and just isolate people like that. But uh, that song, you know, helps to maybe break that ice and start bringing things together a little bit. Well, I think it is, and I, I want to ask you a question because you know uh, you're you're a businessman. Uh, um, you're an entrepreneur. Um, you've done a lot of things in your life. And, you know, to be successful, and I would consider you successful, you know, you can't, uh, you can't drive customers away. And I'm not saying we're selling people, you know, mm-hmm. on common ground. But yet, you've been able to do that successfully in the business world. And I would dare say that people have walked into your business that differ with you on many different things, yet walked away happy, right. Right. Um, satisfied, and and feeling better about themselves and what they've done. 
How do you do that? In, you know, as a business person, how did you do that? What are, you know, what are some really things that work for you? Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I, I didn't know that John was going to ask me this. I'm so. sorry. If no, this is a, no, this is a, no, <laughs> this is really good. I like to do that to Jeff when we're on these things. No, I, because it really does. It really does parallel what I said about my kids. You know, I've just drawn a line in the sand that as I care for my family, I'm going to care for customers. And what that means is that, you know, uh, we're not out to win every argument. We're not out to win every discussion. So if somebody comes back with an issue or whatever, I mean, we'll talk about any issue somebody has. Uh, That doesn't mean we'll always do exactly what they want, but we try to see their position. And at the end of the day, we're just going to do everything we can to – to make it work. Now, with that said, in 28 years, I can remember about two or three. There's one in particular I remember. Uh, there was a person that came in, and this person, we tried over, I want to say, two to three months to try everything we could do. I mean, it's just not spending 10 minutes on this. I bet you we spent uh five six seven eight hours just in trying to go back and re-examine and try everything we could and i would say that was at the end of the day uh pretty clear from both perspectives that was a dissatisfied customer a a dissatisfied you know not, not a good relationship so just because we try to do these things uh we don't live in a perfect world it doesn't always work out perfect but if I look back over 28 years and I say, maybe, maybe there's a handful of people that, that uh, uh, walked away unhappy, I got to say that's a win because uh, this side of heaven, it ain't perfect. Well, and I think what you're getting to is, you know, uh, finding common ground is not a one-way prospect. It mm-hmm. seems to me if you're spending eight hours uh, investing with a customer or your neighbor or someone you've met, uh, trying to find common ground, you've probably found some. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of it that wasn't common ground, even if it didn't work out, I think you agree to disagree at that point, right? Yeah. You say, hey, let's agree to disagree on this, mm-hmm. on this on this point right here. We agree on all these other things right here. This, that's common ground. We'll agree to disagree on this one, and we just, you know, if it's a, if it's a, a business decision, you part ways and you make it fair, right? Yeah. Um, if it's a if it's a friendship or family, um, you're not going to part ways, right? You're going to stay together because that's part of that relationship, right? But you're going to agree that that this these topics right here, um, you know, since we both find them non-negotiable, yeah. Let's not talk about those things, right? Well, and as you're talking, John, too, there, there are those cases where we've got to acknowledge, too, in life, there are just those really hurt, uh, toxic, uh, potentially, you know, mentally, there could, could be some mentally Ill, uh, mental illness there. There could be something there that really just does not allow for abuse, for example, mm-hmm. a relationship to be right. made whole. But again, I think in this world, and you tell me if I'm off base here, but I think sort of those levels of toxicity, if that's a, a, a nine and a half and it, it affects, you know, one out of a thousand people, doesn't it seem like we've brought that in to say, eh, I don't know if it's one out of a thousand in my life. Maybe it's like, 
500 out of 1,000 that just started like that. So we've sort of brought that, yeah, toxic level into a big chunk of the people we see out there. And that is just not realistic, folks out there. You got you got to readjust. Everybody or half the people you come in contact with are not that bad. Right. What used to be a, a, a normal relationship is anything but now because we've, we've uh, th- there's not a whole lot of moderation. Let's yeah, put it that way. Right. We used to be uh, politically, you know, there were a lot of moderates, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, now it seems it's split 50-50. You know, you either believe this or you believe that, and there's not a whole lot of that moderate left. I think yeah. there is, but not a whole lot of people admit that anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and I believe, uh, you know, one of the things I think I've found most helpful is listening. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, when I think I'm right about something, um, I've learned over the years that, uh, okay, I, I need to stop here and listen. Because I, I'm one of those people I think I'm right. Okay? We, we all do, I, right? I, I think we're, you know, <laughs> we believe strongly in something. I think I'm right. You know, my, my, my office coordinator asked me the other day, she goes, well, how do you, how do you know you're right? And I said... I just know I am, right? And I said, and I started laughing at her, and I said, okay, that is a pretty selfish answer, right? It's just like, I, th- I think I think I'm right, but why don't you convince me? You know, talk to me about what you think on this topic. Talk to me about what you believe on this topic, and let me listen. Mm-hmm. And, and so in listening, I think what uh, I've found is that there are oftentimes perspectives that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. There are oftentimes... Uh, experiences in that person's life that led them to what they believe and who they are, and it's really um, you're not gonna you're not gonna budge them off that that belief pattern. And so, if you're going to stand on that that belief and you're gonna butt heads on it, then you're you're never gonna you're never gonna sway them, right? Right, and they're not gonna sway me necessarily to believe because my perspective is coming from this side mm-hmm. over here, and I believe that strongly. Yeah, and so if that's the case, then where do we agree on things? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the better question. It's like, okay, we disagree on this. Okay, let's just talk. We talked about mask a couple of podcasts ago with Don, and mm-hmm. and we talked about you know different uh, different perspectives on wearing mask right now and why. Some people want to wear a mask and other people don't. Well, if you're not going to agree on those things, what are the things that we agree on? Okay, do we agree that um, that, that COVID-19, for instance, uh, is, a, is a virus that can be spread pretty easily? It probably is. Okay, so if it is, then if you don't want to wear a mask, at least can you you know, not be around me all the time or stay a distance away. I'd still love to communicate with you, but maybe we're not going to be within proximity. Mm. Maybe we talk on the phone. Maybe we do a Zoom meeting together. Maybe we do something else at that point where we can still enjoy each other's company, but yet I'm going to respect what your belief is on that. And I think that comes into listening, and I think that comes into having some empathy um, for the why they might come from that perspective. Well, it's it's a winning position too, right, John? It's mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, and I think as Americans who have, you know, we pull up our bootstraps and we uh, get the job done, right? I mean, that's sort of the, the DNA of uh, a lot of this country is we also want to win and we don't like to lose. And if, if we're winners, boy, we are winning and we're going to win every argument that we get into. And if we're losers... We're going to have to like, ooh, we're going to have to compromise or we're going to have to in business. We're going to have to give some money back or or make an adjustment or do something. And boy, I feel like 
I feel like I'm getting taken advantage of a little bit because like, oh, was this really like it was? And I got to give up a little something. And, and, you know, and I think here and I'm going maybe a little deeper than than the uh, than we need to today. But I believe this to be true. And I think if we brought somebody like uh, my wife into the conversation, who's a, uh, a counselor, I, I, she may agree. So we'll have to maybe get her on to to uh, refute or, or support this, but I think a lot of us are running uh, around with empty buckets. We're just pooped. Yeah, you know, we're tired. We're emotionally drained. We're physically. Uh, we're either not eating right, sleeping right. Physically, we're just not there. Spiritually, we're we're you know we don't even uh, address our spiritual life, or if we do, it's maybe in a really shallow way. You know, maybe we've gone to church once, uh, sometime ago <laughs> at Easter. A few years ago, you know, so I mean, we're just we're running around empty. So in that case, when something comes up and there's a disagreement, if I don't have a uh, at least a three quarter full bucket where I can invest some energy into someone, it's a lot easier to just hit the lead, hang up the phone, don't make the call, don't make the contact, and just say, eh, heck with them. Yeah. So I think you, we, know? you know one of the things that I'd suggest is uh, finding out why your bucket's empty. Right. You know, what is it that's draining or causing it to yeah. leak? Because if um, you do that a long time, that is really... Yeah. Uh, so forget about other people, the other factor, and, and coming alongside other people. If your bucket is empty, you're going to be in a world of hurt if that continues. Mm-hmm. It's just not healthy. Well, and I think, uh, you know, the, the reason we talk about journey and uh, journey coaching is, you know, I think uh, in my life I can point back to times where a good coach, uh, even a mentor... Uh, has come alongside me at, at those points of my life and and helped me determine why my bucket's empty. Um, it, it could be things as simple as, you know, you need to get your finances in order. It could be things as simple as uh, you need to change a pace in your career. It could be things as, uh, you know, uh, a deep as, uh, you know, you need to stay off social media because all it does is bring you negative mm-hmm. and you don't have a lot of positive right, right. now. And so... You know, those are things that I think having somebody else come alongside you really is beneficial for you. And I think that helps you find common ground. Um, I think it teaches you to have empathy for others. And I think, um, you know, you you grow uh, and can't help but grow from that experience. Mm-hmm. And, and get to a point where you enjoy relationship with people who differ from you. Right. Who are not the same as you, don't think the same way as you. And, and yet you enjoy life with them. Mm-hmm. Because, again, as I stated as we started this, we're on this big blue marble um, <laughs> together. And, uh, you know, uh, don't take life so seriously. You're not going to get out of it alive anyhow, right? <laughs> uh, so exactly. I, I used to use that line a lot. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's, but it's kind of true. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm pointing the finger back at me. It's, it's easy for you and I to sit here and, and pontificate. Right. Oh yeah. Things. It's easy. Oh, well, well, everybody not, else you know, should do this. Right? Like you mentioned, my wife was sitting here tonight. <laughs> She'd look at me and say, Hey, do you remember when you did this? Yeah. And, and walked away. And, you know, I said, yeah, I wanted to win that argument. I want it. And she says, "Yep, you won the battle, but you're going to lose the war if you don't if you don't you know change the way you think about these things and how you do it." And it's like, yeah, the the older version of John uh, and the younger version of John are two different people. Yeah. Well, interesting you say that, John, because in family, in the family arena, my oldest daughter, 
uh, her and I would always get into like two cats in a room. And one of the things that she mentioned that had, had and it really, it was a game changer in our relationship. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but I would go in even when she was a young kiddo and I would actually apologize. And I think a lot of people out there are thinking, well, you're the parent. Why would you apologize? Uh, I don't exactly, I can't, I can't remember back that far exactly the, the rationale, but I just, it, it felt like my, my sense was I needed to apologize this little kiddo for getting mad at her. And now I hear from her when she's in her thirties that that was really, uh, super important. That was key that I did that. And again, it's just coming alongside somebody and not winning always, you know, it's to say, Oh, okay, I, I could have said something different, you know, sorry. You know, that, that, that's, a, that's a huge step sometimes. I think so, too. Admitting, admitting you don't have all the answers is part of the, yeah. the key to that. Yeah. Um, I'm much quicker to say I'm sorry today than, than I was <laughs> in my youth uh, because for me, in my late 50s here, it's not all about winning. Right. Uh, right. And, and it, it it was then. I hate to admit that about myself because you look in the mirror and you go, ah, why were you like that? But I think, uh, you know, to, to kind of put a little bow on our conversation tonight and wrap this up, uh, you know, I, I, I think of a couple of verses that I um, that, that I sought out just to, to see if there was anything important that, you know, Scripture might say to us. Right. Um, and I came across Romans twelve sixteen that says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. But be willing to associate with people of a low position and do not be conceited. Now, when it says low position, I'm I'm not meaning that in a way uh, that I right. think I'm, I'm better than everybody <laughs> else. So I'm gonna, you know, we may be the ones in that low position. You know, it's, exactly. It's, it's perspective. It's serving others. The you part know? about that is the pride part yes. and being willing to associate. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other part that I found too is uh, Mark nine thirty five and and. Um, it, it's uh, from when the apostles are sitting down with Jesus, and uh, he, he said to them, anyone who wants to be first must be very last and servant of all. Mm. And I think if we uh, approach our conversations and finding common ground from a, a servant's perspective, um, I think that the conversation will go a lot better. Right. And uh, am, am I... Am I Am I helping this person? Am I ministering to this person in some way with my words, mm -hmm. in my conversation? Uh, or am I turning them away and turning right. them off? Right. And if the point is to have relationship, um, certainly if I have to win um, because I don't agree with you on a topic and won't, not willing to find common ground, that's, that's a lose. Right. And, and can I interject here just a couple sure. of things real, real quick, John? Uh, so when we go into Bible verses and so forth, I think a, a couple of things can happen sometimes. People will say, oh, yeah, there's a Christian throwing out some of those Bible verses there, you know. Yeah, I know some Christians, and boy, they certainly don't seem very Christian. They don't seem like they're doing what Jesus would do. They're, they're, like, they're like worse than I am. You know, they're terrible. So here's the thing, just because uh, somebody says that they are a Christian, uh, it's, it's one thing to uh, say it, it's another thing to do it, and uh, so I would say if you have come across Christians that uh, really turn you off, uh, please give us a, uh, a second or third chance, because again, we're all human, yeah. <laughs> and some of us are just really immature and and it's just one of those things that uh keep looking keep reaching out because here's the thing 
uh, you know, Jesus says, love your neighbor. I mean, how many of us, if we had a neighbor that reached out to us and loved on us and cared for us, wouldn't that be cool? And so a lot of this stuff out of the Bible, like, again, don't put up the wall. It's like really good stuff if it's applied well. And that's a lot what we're talking about here with Journey is just trying to apply this stuff well uh, if we are really far from God and really don't even believe any of this stuff, or if we've been a Christ follower for years, uh, let's do it better and care for each other better, care for each other if we re- are reaching out to another Christ follower or someone who is not, uh, who is seeking. Let's just do it well. Yeah, I would. I, I totally agree. Um you know, I, I think uh, every one of us has a, you know, for a Christian, we have a walk that we're on with Christ. And, right. Uh, and just like building any relationship that's of significance in your life, it takes time. It takes effort, and it takes growth. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, uh, again, the John Y of, uh, you know, 1982 graduating from high school is a whole lot different than the John Y of 2021, and should be. Yeah. Otherwise, I have done a lot of things wrong, right? And one of those is is uh, my relationship with Christ, which has grown over the years. And I think too, um, you know, you know, th- I, I put these verses in here because I think they help people understand that, you know, that's our that should be where our mindset yeah, is. Absolutely, just, it, it may not be where I'm at today, but that's where I should be. Well, uh, great conversation tonight. Uh, you know, I, I hope that we've helped in some way. Just. It, we may not have given you a ton of answers here, but I think to open your minds uh, just a little bit to yeah. uh, to the fact that, uh, you know, it's no good living this way in, right. a, in a 50-50 world where 50% right. of the people believe this and 50% believe this, and we never associate and, and, and come to the other side where we enjoy community, where we enjoy relationship. Um, and understanding with each other, because that's not how we are made. Right. And it can be so good. I mean, if, if so, for instance, if somebody's listening, if they've made it this far and they're listening, they're going, you know what? And it's sort of that hardened uh, heart or that hardened outlook at other people. I was like, a, on a scale of one to ten, I was like a nine and a half. And I've listened to this, and now I'm an eight and a half. I've mellowed a little tiny bit, maybe just a little tiny bit. Maybe there's some chance I might invite somebody out for coffee and just have a conversation. I would just so much encourage you to do that. Just have coffee. Yep. Uh, if you're you know, not doing the coffee thing, just, just call them. Just have a conversation. It doesn't have to be the best conversation you've ever had, but just some little icebreaker like, hey, we haven't talked for a while, or I know we've had a little spat before, but can we at least chat? And then... The cool thing about Journey is we have a seven-session little coaching outline where you can sit down and start sharing stories and really do this intentionally. So once you have sort of coffee and you're saying, well, where do we go now? Uh, Download that little seven-session coaching outline. Uh, It is really good. It uh, was uh, over five years in the making, and it is designed to help people grow spiritually, emotionally, physically, just overall as, as in, in their health and growth, and to do that with another person. And, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? You know, take That's, a step, try it. Yep, and so if you're listening in here tonight, uh, journeycoaching.org, 
you probably listened anyhow because you've been to the site uh, <laughs> to listen to us, and so you've been <laughs> That's there. Right. Uh, but if you'd like to, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about coaching, um, just click on the green "Get in Touch" button, bottom of the screen, and you'll find this and more podcasts on the site and the ability to start your journey and experience real connection, relationship, strengths, and purpose journey coaching. And it's been a pleasure to be with you tonight. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm John Y., Jeff Carlson, and we'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time, and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now. Ba da ba da.